This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Blog Talk Radio. Check it out. What's happening, y'all? What's happening? Welcome to the Pugilistic Linguistic Show. I am your host, as always, Michael Foster, the voice of reason in an unreasonable world. I come to you all humbly as I do every Wednesday afternoon with heavy heart and weary laden and all that good stuff. Before I get started, as I say always, iTunes is the place to be, the place to go to download previous episodes. I didn't give a, give a heads up on this episode, decided to go ahead and just drop it while I'm feeling it. Uh, come on out to iTunes, download, check it out at your own convenience. So today... I was juggling a few, uh, going through a few things. I kind of wanted to do part two of Friends, how many of us have them, preparing that show, and then your president struck this weekend. So I've kind of derailed a few things. As you all know, I start with a time watch every week, and I think this episode is going to be one big time watch. Just because, and 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 I believe my not even I believe my very first podcast, very first about a year ago now actually, uh, I got a notification. It's been a year. My very first podcast, calling in the giant flagpole, parts one and two, and it was about well, obvious. What is it? Whatever the the hot button topic of the day, Colin Kaepernick his gesture in regards to the national anthem, his reasons behind it, and how it has morphed into something that it never was intended to be. So so at the year anniversary of the beginning of my podcast, I'm going to revisit this topic just because your president has decided to inject himself into the argument. Now, before I even get into that, I need to set some some, some groundwork, some a foundation. I have never been president of the United States, obviously. I will never be president of the United States, obviously. But the corn rules dictate what you should and should not do as the chief executive. What 
your president seems to not grasp is that he's president, not dictator. I believe on some under the or under his orange skin level, he believed that being presidential gave him carte blanche to turn this into a dictatorship. His megalomania has overruled basic decorum. I say that because every president rules, governs, you know, they govern the country. It's not in a vacuum. So, so real world issues outside of presidential stuff comes up time to time during the course of a, of an administration, you know, Carter had his Iran, uh, you know, embassy thing. Clinton had his thing. He had his things of his own doing. Uh, you know, Bush had his, Obama had his thing. I mean, every, the presidents deal with real world stuff in regard, in addition to presidential stuff. So as such, sometimes the president chimes in on things that don't directly call for his statement. Uh, the NFL with the Redskins uh, blow up a couple years ago, Obama spoke on it because that's just, you know, he's a sports fan. It just comes naturally to a sports fan to speak on how he feels about whatever, but he was speaking as a man, not as a president. I really believe there's a difference in that. You can speak as a person and not as a president because being a president holds more gravity to the statement than just me as a person believes this. Your president chimed in this this weekend or earlier. Well, actually, this weekend, Friday, I believe, in a a, a campaign stop in Huntsville, Alabama, or Birmingham, Alabama. It was in Alabama about how the owners in the NFL should fire players who kneel for the national anthem. His his words, his specific words, some along the lines of "Look at the, the owner should say, look at this, get this son of a bitch off the field, fire them all, something along those lines. Now, beyond the, the, the son of a bitch line, which implies a lot of things about their mothers that would get your ass whooped in close quarters, beyond that, Beyond even being presidential, a, you know, you need to watch your mouth and watch how you fix your face to say certain things. Because you're dealing in dangerous territory. Because what happens is what was a small scale 
boycott, for lack of a better word, has now taken on a life of its own in response to Trump's divisive speak. It galvanized the movement. It it galvanized the beginnings of a revolution. Contrary to what Gil Scott Heron said in in one of his previous popular songs, this revolution will be televised. See, see, all it, uh, you, you know, I really believe that some football players, they wanted to sit, they wanted to kneel, they wanted to do something, but they didn't want to be singled out. They saw what happened to Colin. You know, it's just like back in the days, back in like, you know, the, Pel- the Peloponnesian War, back in the Greek times where, where these cats would, would, would start a war and cut off the head of the leader and walk around with a stick to say, this is what happens when you mess with me. That's what happened to Colin Kaepernick. The, the, the owners got together. They colluded and, and said, we're going to keep this dude out of work to show the rest of these Negroes what happens when you mess with me. So I believe a lot of players wanted to sit. I believe a lot of players wanted to kneel. I believe a lot of players wanted to say something, but they didn't have that, 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 that impetus that Colin had to make that statement, to make that move like Shalimar. Trump and his infinite stupidity wading into an argument that had nothing to do with him to try to energize his base, galvanized that movement to say, you know what? We now have a common enemy. Let's do it to, to, to spite that man. I'm not sure if that's the right way to do it, but it 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 it, it serves its purpose. The people that normally would not have done anything are now in mass. Now, don't get me wrong. I've long said, and I will continue to long say, Trump is not as dumb as he appears. Do not fall for the banana in his tailpipe. Because while he doing something, while, he, while you watching this right hand with all this misdirection, this left hand going to come at you with something. North Korea. They get more and more unruly. And his response to North Korea is getting more and more unhinged. But I'm gonna bring up this this NFL thing to, to 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 misdirect what I'm actually getting at. Don't fall for the okie doke. There's always something else going on. But let's get to the protest itself. And I'm getting increasingly angry, contrary to what some of you all might think. I'm getting increasingly angry with the response to what has been to this point a peaceful demonstration in response to an injustice. 
Colin Kaepernick kneeled during the national anthem last preseason to protest the deaths of the uh, of unarmed black citizens at the hands of people who have been sworn to serve and protect. Period. It does not get any simpler than that. Anyone else that is trying to make this something else is lying to you and is full of shit. This is not about the military. This is not about the flag. This isn't isn't even against America's official song. This is a movement, a gesture, of which he did not bring attention to, mind you. If you go back to the beginning, Colin Kaepernick did not announce before or afterwards what he was doing. He was asked about it in a post-game press conference, and he spoke on it. Anyone that's trying to make this something that it isn't is trying to make themselves feel better about the subject of the protest or the reason behind the protest, better way to say that. They're trying to, 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 to minimize and not have to face the reasoning behind why my Colin and now increasingly others are doing what they're doing. This is not about the military. I've spoken to many military figures, military uh, people, people who have fought, who have not fought, but been in the military. I've spoken to many, and they have said to a man almost, and a woman, to a man and woman almost, that this is precisely what they went to war for. They did not go to war so you could be forced into patriotism. I saw a tweet earlier that says patriotism with a booty on your neck is not patriotism. It's fascism. They didn't go to war for you to be a patriot. They went to war for you to have the choice. And that's what people are exercising, a choice. I don't care if you agree. Do you think they worry about whether you agree or not? Don't give a damn about whether you agree or not. You don't have to agree, but it's their right, and you must. I don't care how you feel about it. You must respect that. Locally here in Iowa, there was a a case of a kid from Urbandale I think this happened, I don't know, 2015, summer of 2015, I believe, where he was in southern Missouri somewhere. And through a series of unfortunate events, was on a boat and ended up dying at the hands of a local state police officer, state trooper named Brandon Ellingson. 
because he was from here locally, folk here were absolutely enraged at the death of this quote-unquote good kid at the hands of police. This should not have happened. This got out of hand so fast. We need an investigation. Something's wrong. I chuckled. Not because he died. That's tragic. I chuckled at the anger of the folk here in town because he died at the hands of the police and he shouldn't have. He was granted every benefit of the doubt before the story even came out. Yet Philando Castile shouldn't have done this. And Sandra Bland shouldn't have run her mouth. And, and, and Tamir Rice shouldn't have had a toy gun in his hand. And John Crawford III shouldn't have been in Walmart with an air rifle in his hand that he got off the shelves. And, so, and Alton Sterling shouldn't have been selling DVDs. And Eric Garner shouldn't have been selling Lucy. It's funny. You white folk got mad as shit when Brandon Ellington died at the hands of the police and gave him every benefit of the doubt. You want to know how angry we are and why we're so mad? You take Brandon Ellison and multiply him by Sandra and Philando and John and Alton and Eric and, and Tamir, and you might get close to our anger. Yet you don't get why Colin Kaepernick kneels, why Brandon Marshall of the Denver Broncos kneels, why six or seven Cleveland Browns kneel? You don't get it? No, you know why you don't get it? Because you don't want, this isn't a difficult concept. This ain't hard. It ain't rocket science, and it ain't brain surgery. Why they kneel, why we kneel, why Tommy, Car- why Tommy Smith in and, 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 and Mexico City in 68 raised a black fist ain't brain surgery. It's simple. And frankly, it ain't even because we die at the hands of the police, as bad enough as that is. It ain't because we die. We die with impunity, which means we die and nothing happens. And then to have half the country shit on your grave because you deserved it is even worse. It ain't the fact that Betty Selby shot Terrence Crutcher in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because she thought that he was reaching for something. It was the fact that she got caught on camera and still got away with it. It ain't the fact that Philando Castile's murderer said, I don't know why I shot you after you reached for your ID, after I asked for it. It's the fact that he got away with it. It ain't the fact that the cop in Charlotte, I mean, not Charlotte, in uh, uh, South Carolina chased Walter Scott and shot him in the back and dropped a a taser on him after the fact on camera. It's the fact that he got away with it. 
It ain't the fact that the dude in Ferguson, Darren Wilson in Ferguson, Missouri, shot Michael Brown. It's the fact that he got away with it. If you don't understand that, then you full of shit. So don't make this protest what it ain't. It ain't about the military. You're grasping at straws here. It ain't about the military. It ain't about the flag. It ain't about the national anthem. Of which, have y'all read the third verse to the national anthem? As soon as you do, you come tell me why I should stand for it. Read the third verse that nobody ever talks about. It ain't about that. It's about what it's about. And stop trying to make it something different. From this point forward, I'm not going to engage in you when you try to make this something in a name. You bring military up, our conversation's over. If you bring flag up, our conversation's over. If you bring national anthem up, our conversation's over. Because this ain't about that. It's funny. After Ferguson, when we tear shit up and we burn shit down and we do this, you criticize the methods, yet you don't touch what, what the impetus behind it. I right, fine. So we, we, we peacefully protest and we kneel during that, or we can't do that either because that's disrespecting the military. Uh, Smith and, 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 and Carlos in, in, in Mexico City in 68 raised a silent black fist doing the national anthem to protest the way they were treated back in their homeland. Can't do that either. We want to sit down and have a constructive, a constructive conversation about it. Well, I want to do that either. Ain't nothing wrong. So how about you tell us, what do you think we should do then? Or won't you just be more honest? Just tell us to shut up and take our deaths like men. I don't want you to protest about it. I want you to just shut up about it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to be told about how you can die for doing simple shit just by walking out your house in the morning because this cop is having a bad day. I don't want to hear about that. I want you to smile and tap dance and laugh and joke and make me happy and run the football and get CTE and hit baseball. I want you to do that. I want you to entertain me. Rap and sing and play sports. That's all you that's all I want you to do. Cause I'll be damned to hell if you sit there and try to become a man in this society or try to become an equal partner. Ain't no way in hell I can allow that. So I don't want to hear what you gotta say. Because that's what you're essentially saying. I don't want to hear what you gotta say. The bigger issue with this whole NFL thing, it has nothing to do truly with the protest itself. I submit to you that the reason for the venom behind the protest is not for any of these manufactured reasons. It's the fact that you brought the protest, the players are bringing the protest into a realm that people are not going to turn off. Talk about crime on the news, 
you can turn the news. We talk about crime in the streets. We talk about we try to we try to speak on it. You can shut down the conversation. You don't want to be reminded of it. But when these folks kneel on Sunday mornings, this is invading. This is invading your escapism. I can't have that. You must stop. How dare you, rich man, uh, disrespect the flag? It ain't about the damn flag. Stop that bullshit. You're rich. Why do you care? Rich ain't got nothing to do with you. You can be rich and black, and you still black. Michael Bennett is rich and black, and he still had a gun to his head in the Vegas Strip. Why? Because he was big and black. Rich ain't had shit to do with it. Rich don't as much as as much as you like to think so. As much as some people like Ray Lewis like to think, black a rich don't scrub your blackness. You still a nigga in the coop. So how dare you bring this to my escapism? Ask LeBron James if rich and black had anything to do with the word nigga being spray painted on his wall at his home. Ask if, if, if Rich got him away from that. Rich ain't got nothing to do with it. So they can be as rich as they want to be and still protest. Exhale. So from this point forward, Anybody within earshot of my voice, when you try to bring that misdirection shit to me, talking about how this is disrespecting the military, I'm going to shut you down quickly, swiftly, and soulfully. This ain't about the military. Stop it. Because I can drag 40 military men right now, military men and women, I apologize. I can drag 40 military personnel right now to tell you that you are served full of shit. Think about the military. Think about the flag. How the hell are you going to fly the Confederate flag and talk about how this is disrespectful to the flag? Motherfucker, you swinging the, 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 the Confederate flag is disrespectful to the American flag. You do understand the Confederate States of America was its own country, which means you're flying a flag of a foreign country that lost the war, yet you talk about the American flag like it's something you drape yourself in. Give me a break. You're full of shit. This ain't about the military. This ain't about the flag. This is not about that, that, uh, that, the national song. Written by a virulent racist, racist Francis Scott Key, who held slaves himself, who wrote the third verse about how slaves have no refuge in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Yet I'm supposed to stand for this? And no, it ain't that everybody's offended by everything nowadays. What it is is we never had a voice before now. We have just said, fuck it. And we're going to say how we feel, and we don't care how you feel about it. This ain't about that. This is about us finally getting out what's always bothered us. 
exhale. I'm actually going to get on down now. I think I've said a lot, intentionally and unintentionally. I'm going to marinate on some things. I might come back a little bit later on tonight with some things, uh, put my thoughts in order. But for right now, I'm going to go ahead and get on down. And as I say all the time, I mean, there's not more now than any t- other time in history. You need to take care of yourself because you, are, you sir, are the only you you got. And I, on that, I'm going to say peace. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.